We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies EdTech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash BE. Transformative Principle, Episode 43, Mike Rogers, Part 2. Welcome to Transformative Principle where we interview real principals who are doing amazing things to help our students every single day. I'm your host, Jethro Jones. You can find me on Twitter, at Jethro Jones. Um, let's move in to talk about some of these tools and tips and tricks that you have. Um, on your blog, you wrote about your um, getting away from your your email, um, we can, uh, I'll put a link to that blog post in the, in the show notes, but talk a little bit about what your, what your process is for that and how, if you don't have notifications on your phone, how do you, um, how do you know what you, when you check your email and those kinds of things. So walk through that, that email process, if you don't mind. That yeah, sure. Um, I will. No, no. I think you're talking about something that, that I wrote just within the past week or two. Uh-huh, um, that's right. One of the things that I did, one of the things that I started doing uh, probably in, I think, year three or maybe at the end of year two is I stopped uh, putting the badge, you know, the red badge mm-hmm. that has the white number in it if you're using an iOS device. And so on my iPhone, you know, whenever I had the iPhone phone out and open, turned on, uh, I'd see that email app, you know, at the bottom of the screen in my, in my home row and there'd be that red number there. And it was almost impossible for me to resist checking to see what that red number or white number in the red circle represented. I would almost always, even if I was, even if I was opening up my phone to do something else, like check the weather, for example, I would, I would, my eyes would just be drawn to that red badge and I'd open up the mail and I'd see what it was. And you know, occasionally there is something that is 
importance. But if it's really urgent, I'm probably going to get a phone call about it or a text message, which I do have notifications for. And um, eventually over time, I just, I turned off the red badge because I mean, it, it sounds really crazy, but there were times I'd open up my phone to do one thing and then I'd turn off my phone after reading my email and forget what it was that I was originally planning to do, which is just really yeah. kind of embarrassing. But I've been I mean, it, it just the focus, the focus was so distracted from what I really wanted to do. So I turned off the red badge for all my email accounts. I have, I have three of them, one for the website, one personal one and one work email. And, uh, I figure now what I do, if I really want to know what's in my inbox, I just swipe down a notification center from the top of the screen and I have mail set up in the notification center. So any new message that I've received is listed right there. I look at who sent it. I can see what the subject line is. And if it's important and I want to read it, I can tap on it and open it up. But probably nine times out of 10, at least after hours, when I pull down notification center and there's five emails in there, I'm usually just going to press the little X and, and clear those emails out. And that means, you know, they're still in my inbox. They're still unread messages, but they're not showing up in notification center and they're not important, you know, important enough for me to read right at that exact moment. And so that's kind of a practice that I started doing, which has really helped me to kind of pull away from email a little bit. Um, you know, it's a, it's one of my preferred methods of communication. I think it's great, but it's not often the case where I must absolutely know right at that exact moment, what is in my inbox. I can, I can clear it out and, and read it at a later time. Yeah. And that's, uh, <laughs> that is sometimes difficult to, to be able to have the restraint to say, I'm not going to focus on that right now because everything seems so urgent, but it's really not. It just seems that way. So, um, I, yeah, it definitely took me some time to get into that. It definitely took me some time to get into that habit of not seeing it as being terribly urgent. Mm -hmm. So what I did is I left the badge on, but turned off push notifications and um, and turned it off a notification center. So I would have to go in to the mail to get it, but it wasn't interrupting me throughout the day. And, you know, there have been, I could probably count five times in the last six months that I've gotten an egg on my face because I didn't see an email that I should have seen. But for that, that is totally worth it to not have the distraction that I typically did have before that. And it it's made things a lot better for me, especially when I get over 100 emails a day some days. And, you know, there's no way to I can't be constantly on the on the phone or computer checking that day in and day out. So, um, you know, your, your post was inspiring yeah, to me I should take the next step. Good. And I should clarify that I, I don't have the, the sounds turned on when an email comes in either. So mm -hmm. the notification center, it's not, it's kind of like a misnomer because it, I'm not notified unless I want to be notified. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also I, I have to applaud you for being able to ignore the red badge on the icon because I, I just could not, that, that was really hard for me. I just had to turn it off. So maybe you have a little more self-control than I, than I did. <laughs> yeah. It's hard for me too. And I, um, I actually, after reading your post, decided to turn it off and see what happens. And, uh, I think I'm going to like it. So, um, it's only been one day, it's Monday, so not that long, but, um, but I'm looking forward well, to seeing what it's right? like. 
That's right. Yep. Trying something new. Um, so one of the other things that you uh, that you've talked about is uh, using the app called Drafts, and um, that can be you know uh, that can be a confusing, difficult um, program to understand. So why don't you start by giving us a little um, idea of what Drafts is like, and then talk to us about some of the ways that you use it. Sure. Um, I feel like I've been kind of a walking billboard for drafts lately. Um, <laughs> well, we can but, talk about something else if you want. <laughs> That's no, no. Fine. No, I think it's something that every principal could probably benefit from using. Uh, I, I highly recommend it to, to everybody. Um, basically, just to give a general kind of idea of what it's all about, uh, drafts is, a, is just basically like a notepad, except it's on your phone. It's an app. And you can open up drafts, and what you get is a blank screen with a keyboard. And then you can jot down anything using the keyboard that you want to. The nice thing about drafts is that you can start writing right away and you don't have to decide what you're going to do with what you have written until later. Uh, so for example, one of the ways that I use this is that I, uh, you know, let's say I'm walking down the hallway and, and I run into a teacher and we have a conversation and out of the conversation comes several things that I need to do. Uh, and so I can write those things down very quickly. And then what I can do is I can use the actions that are in drafts. And, uh, these actions range from, you know, taking the text and putting it into a text message and sending it. Uh, they, it can be putting a text file into Dropbox. It can be putting a, that text into Evernote. Uh, it can be practically anything. And so what I'll do then is, in my case, I use um, a program called OmniFocus to kind of keep track of all my tasks and things that I need to do. And usually what I'll do is, if in this case that I'm giving right now, if I've written something down while talking to a teacher in the hallway, I'll just uh, tap with one tap. I can send that task into OmniFocus where I will see it later and uh, figure out where it goes and then check it off when it's completed. And it, it's a really it kind of requires a little bit of, of use. I would say use it for at least a week before you give up on it. Uh, but, and it can be a little bit tricky to, to figure out what you're going to do with it. Um, it's not really an app for the faint of heart necessarily, but I think in the new ver in the new version that's coming out with iOS eight, uh, I'm told by the developer that there are some easier ways to, to get started with it. Um, and so it's it's just a really great way to not forget what it is that you're trying to do. You know, that idea that's in your head, you just need a place to write it down quickly, maybe flesh it out a little bit even. You can write as much as you want in a draft uh, note. But then you can just simply decide what to do with what you've written later. You don't have to figure out, okay, now I have this idea, which app do I need to open? Or, uh, you know, I think I need to add uh, milk to my grocery list, or maybe I need to tell my wife that I need to get grow. <laughs> we need milk, you know, and so you don't have to decide, well, should I open up reminders or, or should I open up messages? Um, you can simply write down milk or, you know, buy milk and then decide what you're going to do with it. And, and you might send it to your, you know, in my case, I might send it to my wife and, and ask her to buy the milk, or I might add it to reminders so that I get an alert when I leave the school that I need to stop at the grocery store. Uh, so it, it's just a, like I said, you have to kind of use it to for a while before the the um, utility of it 
becomes known, but it is very powerful. So um, another way that I use it is in addition to some of the things that I just said, one of the kind of simple ways that I use it is that I will jot down something that needs to go on an agenda. Uh, for example, we have a weekly faculty meeting on Thursdays at my school. And if something comes up during the week, uh, maybe in a conversation with the teacher in the hallway to just kind of stick with the same example, I can just jot that down in drafts and then I can open up the action menu and I have a little button in there that I've kind of uh, set up that will take what I've just written and it will add it to an agenda, a running agenda that I have in Dropbox and a text file. And so uh, whatever it is will get appended to that note. So then later in the week when I go to put out the sort of official agenda for our faculty meeting, that will be right there and I can just send it out. So um, that's a very simple way. I, I have a more complex action that I use for recording notes when I'm observing in classrooms on very quick classroom walkthroughs. Mm -hmm. And that one, um, I probably maybe shouldn't go into it here, but that's in the Mac Power Users podcast. And then I, I published a kind of an explanation of how to do it on my blog as well that you might want to link to if people are interested in that. That's That one's a little bit more complex. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's a really good one too. But I want to stop here for a moment on the simple ones because those two are incredibly powerful. I mean, any principal knows that you walk down the hall and you get inundated with every student, parent, teacher that you see who has something that you need to know about. And those are all important things. It's not like they're, you know, just saying something that that means nothing. They're typically things that you need to do something about at a later point as the leader in the school. So having a place to capture all those things and then be able to deal with that later is is very valuable. When you say that you can deal, you don't have to deal with it right then, but you can deal with it later. What does that look like for you? You mean if if there's something that I've talked with the teacher about in the in the hallway, for example? Yeah. Do you do you in drafts? Do you assign that to something as you walk away from the teacher, or do you have a time set aside at the end of the day to review your the notes you've taken and figure out a place to? to put all those things? Um, it's a little bit of both. Um, probably nine times out of 10 after the conversation is over, I'm taking what I've just written and I'm sending it where it needs to go, whether that's to an agenda or into OmniFocus as a task uh, or something like that. Sometimes if there are, if it's kind of a rapid fire day, you know, maybe I have three conversations in the hallway that are similar to that. Uh, then what I'll do is sometimes they'll just sit in drafts until the end of the day. And this, this is actually a spot where the red um, badge coming up is actually really important. And uh, because the red badge can come up on drafts to indicate how many things there are that I have not yet dealt with. And so uh, there might be three items in there that came up in the conversation in the hallway. And uh, at the end of the day, then I'll see that number three above the drafts uh, uh, icon. And then I will know that there are three things in there that I need to decide where they're going to go. And so I'll, I'll maybe add one to the agenda that needs to go on the agenda and then put the others into tasks. So it's, it's usually a, a combination of, the, of two, uh, of those two different things, dealing with it right away or just waiting till the end of the day. And because you can't handle that badge being there, you know you're gonna deal with it the next time you see it, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I will put a link uh, 
in the show notes to your blog about it and also to the Mac Power Users episode because I think you did a great job explaining it um, on there. And and so I want to move into something um, something else. What's another tool that you're using that you feel like is making you uh, a much better principal? Um, I would say, uh, let's see here. I guess kind of the utility tool is is Dropbox um, just for keeping running notes on things. Uh, and that would be like the, the meeting agenda that I use drafts with, but also other files as well. Uh, I'll often use just kind of plain text notes in a Dropbox file for um, just writing things down. And, and so Dropbox is kind of the glue that holds this stuff together. But if I'm on iOS, for example, I really like an app called Byword, mm-hmm. uh, B-Y-W-O-R-D, which is basically a, just a very simple text editor that will display a list of notes that I have in Dropbox. I can easily open them up and, and write things in them. If I'm in a meeting, I'll often take notes with uh, Byword. And then I can also review those on the Mac with uh, Brett Terpstra's app called NVAlt, mm-hmm. which is basically a plain text uh, notes editor and reader. But then I can also use on the PC, I actually use a PC at work, at school, and uh, I can use, there's an app there called Resoft Notes, which is just uh, very similar to NVAlt. It's not quite as powerful, but still gives, gives me all those notes in one place to look at and to uh, refer to. So um, plain text, I guess, maybe is the, the basic answer to your question. Plain text notes held together by Dropbox um, are, are really important. And then OmniFocus, as I mentioned earlier, it kind of keeps my whole life, personal stuff and school stuff, organized into into a way that makes sense for me. So those are those are a couple of them. Um, I'll mention one more. Uh, there's a calendar app called Fantastical, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, I was going to say fantastic, but <laughs> that would be redundant. Uh, it's just a great app. Uh, one I I talked about this at a conference I was at in April in Pittsburgh and. Uh, when I showed people Fantastical and how it works to add event uh, events to your calendar, uh, people were blown away. They were like, oh my gosh, I have to get this right away. Basically what it does is you can write down, you open up Fantastical, you start to add an event uh, to your calendar, and you can just write it in. You just type meeting with Jethro at 8.30 p.m. on Monday evening. And it will take what you've written and it will parse all that text so that the events will uh, be created uh, with the time already put in there at 8.30 because I mentioned 8.30 in there. So you can imagine that with Siri, uh, if you're using an iPhone or if if you have some uh, voice dictation ability with any other type of phone, uh, you can say something like that and it will parse out all those things and it will put it into your calendar just like that in a snap. So you don't have to mess with those little scroll wheels for dates and times. Um, it will parse out that information for you automatically. Um, and so that's a really powerful, uh, application. It also integrates well with Google maps. Um, so if you add in a location, uh, and you open up your calendar later, you can just tap one button. It'll give you directions to where you're going. Uh, that one is another really great one that I would, I would highly recommend. Yeah. Um, do you, does that send out invites to people as well? Um, that is a good question. I'm not. I don't often send out invitations of my own. I know that it will, um, you can accept invitations within Fantastical if somebody sends you one, but I'm not sure. 
I don't do a lot of invitations myself, sending them out. Um, so I'm not really sure about that. Uh, I, I use um, Outlook at school because uh, mm -hmm. I'm on a PC. And so if I had to send out an invitation, I would probably be more likely to do it from there. So I'm not sure that I'm not sure if that function exists. Um, yeah, I, I wish I knew. I'm so I don't know the answer to that question. Sorry. That's that's quite all right. That's that's been my limitation with any of the third party calendaring apps is that they they don't typically have that um, support, at least not in a in a nice way. So, you know, like Fantastical, you can just type that all in or dictate it in and then it puts it nicely in your calendar. Um, but then if you need to invite someone, that's where they typically fall down. We use Microsoft Exchange at work. And so that's uh, that's always been a thing that I need that support for the exchange calendaring. And I do send out invites to a lot of people. And so that's always been a, a downfall. But um, I'm, I'm actually looking at it. I just pulled it, pulled it out and opened it up um, on my phone when, when you were talking. And you can't... Um, you can't enter it in as like a long string and have it automatically know who to invite. Uh -huh. But if you, but you can add in invitees and you can add by um, email address and you can select from your contacts. Okay. So um, I think it will do invitations. Okay, cool. Then I will have to uh, give that one another look. That that'll be good. Um, and here's what's amazing is we witnessed um, how you keep up to date and do things uh, right here live. You couldn't let that question pass and not know the answer to it for yourself. So right. you, you pulled it out and you started look researching right away. And that um, inquisitiveness and needing to know the answer to something, um, I think is what makes you so able to use all these different tools, because you're always trying to solve the own problems that you're having and trying to find a better way of doing things. So that's that's what I've learned about you from listening to you from reading your blog. It sounds like you, when you have an itch, you scratch it, and that's uh, that's something that that I hope people can hear as you're talking um, and see that that's something that you do because that's that's a powerful trait to have. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so at the end of each interview, I ask people uh, two questions. Um, the first one is, what's something that someone can do starting today to be a transformative principal like you are? Um. I would say find find one way that you can use technology to help you do part of your job, uh, whether that's something really simple uh, or something that's really complex. Maybe start with something simple. But if you, if you carry around a smartphone and you are not and you can't answer the question, how is my smartphone helping me be a better principal? Uh, try to find the answer to that question, even if it's just something small. Yeah, I like that. That's a that's a great answer, Mike. Thank you. The last question is, what is um, something that you have hanging up in your office or something that you see often that reminds you of, of why you're doing this work of being a school principal? Well, I guess um, the obvious answer uh, for me here is because I'm in a faith-based school, it's um, the things that I have hanging in my office that remind me of my faith um, as, a, as a Catholic school principal. Uh, so I have several things in my office that remind me of that, uh, every day that I try to stay focused on. And then also, um, the less obvious answer is, uh, this year, my, my daughter started in preschool at my school. And mm -hmm. so, uh, I get to see her three times a week and 
that is, I can't tell you how the effect that that's had. I mean, you know, I think, um, having my own child around is, is just a very powerful thing. You know, it reminds me about why I work, and, mm-hmm. you know, you know, so that I can support my family, but it also reminds me of why I'm in education and it's so that, uh, you know, little boys and girls, you know, uh, can have a great school to go to that is safe where there are people there who care about them and where they are learning about their faith, but also learning how they can be, you know, successful adults and, and successful children too. So, um, yeah, I would say, uh, my, my daughter is a living example that keeps me focused, a living, a living thing. (laughs) And, uh, then, you know, some of the other things, religious, um, items that are in my office are, is, is another thing. That's great. I really appreciate that. Um, thank you so much for your time today. Why don't you let people know how they can get in touch with you if they want to learn more about you and from you? Sure. Um, they can, uh, check out my website, which is techadvance.com, T E C H E D V A N C E.com. Uh, that's a great way to see, um, some of the things that I mentioned uh, here tonight are are included in there. And then also I'm on Twitter at Tech Advance. It's spelled the same way, T-E-C-H-E-D-V-A-N-C-E. And then there's on my website, there's a contact form for email if anybody wants to email me, uh, if they have any uh, questions for me or anything like that. I love getting feedback on the stuff I'm posting and what people are wanting to read more of. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this podcast. Please subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher, and please feel free to give us a rating on Stitcher Radio or on iTunes so that we can help spread the word about how much we're learning in this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE.